Hello and welcome to The Entrepreneurs on Monocle Radio, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies and fresh ideas in global business. This week's programme is all about joint health. We'll meet a media personality and presenter who turned her love of fitness into a thriving business that she can call her own. I don't want to be dependent on a boss going, ah, no, we're not going to give you another contract. You're like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? I want something of my own and something that I'm really proud of and passionate about. And health and well-being, to me, it's kind of the core of who I am. And we'll hear how a South Korean engineer turned physiotherapist created a groundbreaking device to help people with back pain. I thought it's going to be perfect product in six months and didn't know it's going to take another seven years. This is The Entrepreneurs with me, Tom Edwards. You're listening to The Entrepreneurs. Jenny Faulkner is a busy broadcaster and avid runner who's turned her passion for health and wellness into a thriving business. She's the co-founder of Colo Health, a brand she launched with her husband and their friend in the middle of the pandemic. Since then, the business has gone from strength to strength, winning multiple awards and having to expand operations. Jenny stopped by Midori House and she began by telling me more about the business. So we have a, a brand, Colo Health, and within that we have a collagen supplement and we launched it in lockdown. So we launched it April 2020 when nobody would launch a new business. We were like, oh no. Anyway, went ahead and it's been going very well. And the reason that we decided to launch a collagen supplement is because I've just taken collagen for years and we have no background in this kind of business at all. So it's me, my husband and my friend Tash. And... My husband's an actor turned director, turned everything, and social media marketer and marketeer. And my friend Tash, she works in social media and she that's her strength. And then I'm a presenter. So we have actually got all the strengths required to create a business. And after years of boring them all to death with the benefits <laughs> of taking a collagen supplement, they all just went, oh my goodness, you need to do your own. And the reason I take a collagen supplement and have done for so long is... I ran my first marathon in 2009. I've run for like almost 30 years. Running's just my shtick, right? It's what I do. And it was only when I was training for a marathon that I was working on this morning, this TV doctor came over to me and he just went, you are taking supplements. And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, of course I am. And he went, it's really important you take a collagen supplement because it will really protect your joints and your bones and your cartilage. And so I went, fine. So from that minute onwards, I did start taking a supplement with collagen in it. And as the years progressed, I got rid of the supplement that contained collagen and just took collagen. And I actually noticed just a huge difference. By the way, not just on my joints and recovery after exercise and cartilage, and, but also on my skin. So the spots I had went away, basically. And after having my baby, even my hair, which was very fine, got thicker as well. So there's so many benefits to taking a collagen supplement that I was just like, OK, this is great stuff. And so that is why I have praised it like nothing else ever since. But when it came to doing our own, we wanted to make sure that the one that we made was better. And not having a background in science, the factory probably were like, oh, no. <laughs> and we gave them this impossible list of things we wanted. So we were like, we want liquid. We want it to taste good. And we want marine. Uh, marine, first of all, because it's a better quality collagen. 
than bovine or porcine. You can get those or they are more available, but marine is better. Also, the, the peptides are more in tune with what's in our body. So actually, it's much better for us. Just a better quality one. Obviously, that means if you don't eat fish, then it's not right for you. But I don't eat red meat. So actually, this was perfect for me. Um, we wanted liquid because it's just more easy to take. It's much more bioavailable and just a more superior product and um, we wanted to make sure it also had some great vitamins in there as well so we did this we went off and found the collagen that we wanted we made sure that we were using ingredients that had absolutely brilliant clinical studies with great proven results we presented this to the factory we we're like right let's all work together and we spent over a year creating this dream product getting it right making sure all those studies lived up and by the end of it, by April 2020, when we launched, we knew we had a brilliant product. Now, it's funny because you said, you know, well, we sort of went into it with no scientific background, but you did have obviously these very key values, product qualities that you wanted to ensure. So you had a, a deep knowledge through your own experience. But do you think in a way, a bit of the, I mean, it's a bit of naivety almost about approaching the business, but did that help? Because it meant that you did ask the questions that perhaps someone who was more established in the business might not have done. And it meant you could keep these lofty standards because you didn't know any other way. Was it a bit liberating almost not having the baggage of loads of experience, either in the specific part of science or as a business owner and, and, and running a business? Yeah, I think naivety because we were like, well, there is no limit to what we want to achieve. Well, most people might go, mm, yeah, let's just settle for that. That's probably as good as we'll get. And I'm like, no. Let's keep going. Let's get a better flavour than that. Thank you very much. So we just kept moving forward and we set our sights quite high and we achieved it. Look, I don't think there's any limit in what you can achieve. You've just got to be brave and pursue it. Now, we all had our own jobs as well outside of this. So this was almost like something we were doing on the side. As it happens, it's now the full-time job for Tash and for James. And for me, I'm very involved as well. So I still do my radio show, though. But it's gone from being something they did on the side to being something that's now full-time and very passionate about and have been from the start. So, yeah, maybe the naivety was a good thing because it kept it fresh and exciting. And also, we're just so excited about creating something. Look, you know, if you work in this industry, you know, it's feast or famine as well. And you sometimes go, I want to I do something that's for me. I don't want to be dependent on a boss going, oh, no, we're not going to give you another contract. You're like, oh, no, what am I going to do now? I want something of my own and something that I'm really proud of and passionate about. And health and well-being to me is kind of the core of who I am. So actually creating a health and well-being brand isn't an alien concept. Well, let's talk a bit about that because you are obviously very passionate about sharing this message and sharing your learnings about better health and well-being. Why are the man or woman in the street not better across the benefits of supplements? I appreciate there's maybe cost implications in in some cases, but it's so beneficial and preventions are better than cures. Why why are we so behind the the curve in terms of understanding how important it is? to think about these things, to have the conversation, to maybe supplement where it's needed. Well, you know, actually, I think we're we're improving on this. I mean, if you go back to the 70s and 80s, like when I was little, like that wasn't a thing. And I think it was only in the 90s people started taking like vitamin C gummies. Do you remember our vitamin C? Oh, aren't you fancy taking a bit of vitamin C? Um, but now the health and well-being sector is huge. And I think we're only at the start of it. It's going to continue growing. And that's because people are more and more, more aware of their mortality, of their longevity and what they should be doing. If you look, I mean, the amount of people that are going teetotal, the amount of people that are taking up sport is growing more than ever. In lockdown, 
running, I know you say that not many people want to run a marathon, but in lockdown, running was an all-time high and people realised how amazing it made them feel. So it's not necessarily about taking a vitamin because you know it's good for your inside. Sometimes it's about doing something for yourself that makes you feel good. And I think that's key. In fact, that's one of the reasons we put B12 in our collagen supplement because it's the vitamin that's meant to give you that feel good. I think that more people are becoming aware of their health, especially the younger generations. You just look at Instagram. Everyone's in the gym. Everyone's so self-aware as well. And it's having a knock-on effect to parents and their parents. So, I mean, my parents both take collo. My dad never taken a vitamin in his life, but now he's on our supplement. And it's great. And everyone that takes it, much like people that take up running, wish they'd started it sooner. It mm. always happens. Yes, cost can be the downside, I suppose, for many, many people for obvious reasons. But everyone is investing in their health. You know, if you if you were to give up post-work pint or uh, on the way to work Starbucks, chances are that you could have your supplements. So you've just got to think what it is you want and what you want to prioritise in life. For me, health and well-being is the number one because I want to be healthy. I want to be fit. I want to be active for my daughter for years to come. And also I'm blooming well enjoy it and I love the way it makes me feel. Uh, it's a, it's clearly a win-win. Let's talk then about growth because it started clearly as something of a passion project. And I wonder, even at that stage, obviously you want to make a success. You're very successful in all these different parts of your life. So you wouldn't go into something without having a success in mind. But did you really have a clear idea, you and your sort of co-founders, your colleagues, about what that looked like? Or was it that actually once you started to get feedback from customers, you began to see the benefits that this product specifically had? Did you then begin to reframe, Jenny, what your aspirations, expectations for the the business were? How did that growth plan take shape? Well, we started off as a business. We knew always e-commerce, always DTC. That's it. We're going to do it ourselves. And we were going to do it all in-house. So there's only three of us. We have a great product. We have great studies. At the start, we didn't have the customer reviews, nor did we have the awards. Since then, we've got 20 industry awards and we've got over 5,000 five-star customer reviews. on our. We, we put everything up there. So... In a very short time, in just under three years or just over three years, we have got this kind of, well, social proof, I suppose. But yes, until that point, how did we know that we were going to make a a success of it? Well, from the start, we wanted it to be the number one collagen supplement out there. So we, when we started, actually, we only had seven grams of liquid marine collagen in every sachet. And within a few months, we were like, why are we... Why have we only got seven grams? And we thought, okay, it works out. It's quite cost effective. It works out quite well for us. But then we were like, well, all our clinical studies are done on 10 grams. We want to be the best product out there. Why aren't we giving everyone 10 grams? So we quickly changed it and we increased it to 10 grams of collagen in every single sachet, taking us to the highest dose of collagen in a liquid marine supplement out there. And so quite quickly, that impress people who were already fans of the brand anyway. The reviews came in pretty much immediately. So after taking collagen and collo for about four to six weeks, you will start noticing the benefits, whether it's your nails improving, the, your strength, nail strength, your hair getting thicker, your skin feeling more, you know, the elasticity improving or um, maybe looking a bit more radiant or you're not feeling the aches and creaks and pains every time you get up off the sofa. And so because they started coming in, had a knock-on effect and kind of people told their friends. What's more, I think it helps the fact that I'm selling something I'm passionate about. I work in the I work in media. So for me, doing videos 
on Instagram and spreading the word certainly helped at the start. I'm I'm not sure how much impact I have now when I send a message out there because the words got out there. But certainly at the start when we had nobody, we were reaching people that were through my social media followings. And so it was it was how we kickstarted things. We were always sure we had a winning formula, a winning product. We spent a long time getting it right. And we are very pleased with what we've got. We have got something that's doing really well. And these are narratives, I think, Jenny, that travel very well. And actually, there are places where, you know, if you look across North America, actually, some of these health and wellbeing conversations are somewhat more advanced than oh they are God. even Do in the Do you know UK. what? My husband and um, and my business partner and the brand manager for Colo, they all went over to the States, actually. They were at a tech stack conference and they were meeting loads of people. There were only 100 brands invited and we were one from Britain. They're just like, it's amazing how in America everyone shares information. Here, a lot of people shield their data, shield their information. They don't want to share. They don't want to help you improve necessarily by giving away their trade secrets over in the States. It's so much more open. I think there's maybe an element of pride in what you've achieved. So why don't you shout about it? And they said it's incredible. The health and wellbeing market is huge there, but still it's just growing and it's still early days. Uh, well, so tell us about that. You know, when you talk about if you've got a successful business, you obviously don't want to run before you can walk, but there must be that temptation to look at geographies, other demographies, different markets that you might be able to access because it helps grow the business, but also you get to help those end consumers. Yeah. How do you guys calibrate what those ambitions are going to look like as the business continues to grow? Well, we kind of are a global product at the moment. I mean, we do very well in UK. We have another distribution centre in Ireland. So we self-fulfil. So we've brought that all in-house. So out of Ireland, we ship off to America and to Europe. It's doing very well. We're launching... In America now, Q3, we're going going to go big out there. It's kind of a soft launch at the moment, but we've certainly met everyone. We've got everything set up to go there, which is beyond exciting. And we've been testing it amongst our peers out there. It's been received very well. So I think it's going to be quite an exciting end to the year. We've got demand for it all around the world. So some people are willing to pay over the odds on the postage. So, you know, baby steps. We've only been going three years. But yeah, America's our next focus but on top of that as well you know at the moment we are we're known as the collagen brand but actually we're Colo Health we're a health and well-being brand so we want to reinforce that we're going to be introducing new products we've been working on another project for the last 12 to 18 months and it's going to be coming in the next few months we're beyond excited about it we'll probably have a few more lines actually by the end of the year so Colo Health will be the brand Colo Collagen will be one of the products within the brand and hopefully people will be more aware of that. Uh, now tell me, I, it's always intriguing on this programme when I speak to female entre- entrepreneurs specifically to hear whether their experience has been different as they see it than if they'd been part of the male entrepreneurial cohort. There's very little venture capital funding that filters down to female-led businesses, which is one of the great scandals that I often like to highlight on this programme. Did you run into any problems, Jenny, or challenges that were different, do you think, had you been... a uh, male leader of business than a female leader of business? Or can you hopefully reassure us that actually that didn't happen? And again, maybe that's a sign of broader progress in terms of how welcoming the business community is or the VC community or the entrepreneurial community to good female founders leading great businesses. We're an e-commerce business. We do everything in-house. We've had no problems whatsoever. Why would there be any issues? We have a great product. We have great branding. We have all the tools for marketing. We have all the tools to promote it in whichever kind of area we want to. We're growing well. We've got the social proofing. We've got all the awards. I think the problem comes if you don't have the funding. We have the funding. 
And so we were fine. If you don't, then yes, maybe maybe that's when you're going to have to kind of experience what it's like to be a strong woman. As long as you're a strong woman, you have confidence in your ability, you have confidence in your product. I don't see why that should limit the ability to kind of push things and make sure that you get all the backing you need and to be received well. We didn't even have experience, but we have become successful through trial and error, I guess. Mm. Being a female has had zero impact in that regard, actually. You know, you hear about women, you hear about gender bias, you hear about women, oh, they're getting, you know, they want a baby, it's not going to work. E-commerce, we're our bosses. We make the rules. I've got a daughter. Um, my husband and I both work on Colo. We can work from home. We could work for two hours on a Saturday night. We could do marketing 10 till 12. I could film a video on a Sunday morning. We make the business work for us. Being women has absolutely nothing to do with it. The only thing, I think, being a woman is to our advantage, is that I probably understand the customers since I would say 90% of our customers are women. So yeah, we understand them a bit better than if it was all men running the business. In fact, so maybe actually being a woman is an advantage for this. Well, I like to hear this. I just don't even recognise the problem. That's a great story. And I think, again, even, well, it's all the better to highlight it when it's a super positive story that doesn't have any of that of that negativity so yeah i'm glad i'm glad glad that's your experience i i've in our experiences there's no problem whatsoever well tell me then about i'm sure there'll be people listening who are saying how on earth can you continue a successful career in media high profile lots of pressure changeable there's all sorts of volatility in that in that in that business and launch a business and be raising family, and be working with your with your spouse, which I'm sure has attendant challenges of its of its own. Is there a secret? I mean, you're evangelical about the power of uh, a healthy approach to your life yeah. and to keeping fit and your 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 running, which has been well well documented. But how do you do it? Because there'll be a lot of people saying, "I kind of get what Jenny's saying, but I just don't think I could do it." I think you've got a totally committed, totally enthusiastic. My husband is someone who's always up for trying new things you know he's changed career whether it's been acting directing you know he's had a social media company he's had a production company he's done live streaming is I mean he's done a million different things I mean it's quite impressive what he's done so social media marketing was something that he was doing really well in in lockdown obviously slowed down because people weren't wanting to spend the money so for him it was a perfect opportunity to focus on Colo and Colo Health. However, because of lockdown and because of launching in April 2020, it became absolutely the full-time commitment. Maybe because I'm not there very often. We work well together. I don't know. Because I go to work every morning and do my radio show. But then, you know, I finish work at 10 o'clock on the radio. So then I'm free to, to go and do whatever is required to help with Colo. I don't know. I think we just like a challenge because not only were we doing Colo and we had our fulfilment centre outside of town, we were, you know, paying third party, just all that nonsense. We're like, why the hell are we paying someone else to fulfil our brand, and we're paying thousands of pounds on this, and they're not delivering, you know, very well. Let's bring it in house, and if there's a problem, we'll do it. So, yeah, to add to the the mix, we brought that in house, and we're obviously a brand because it's subscription. We are increasing, we are growing month by month. So we've already had to move offices. You know, every few months we have to double up in size. So we just kind of constantly upscaling. It's just exciting. We don't see this as a negative. We see this as really exciting, and the fact that we are husband and wife, and Tash is our friend, means that. We don't limit our hours till nine to five and we, you know, we work when is required and it's our baby 
and we just want to shout about it and we want to spread the word. It's a passion play, which is obviously, uh, I think that, that, that really that really shines through in terms of the discussion. I'm interested in this point about April 20, peak pandemic horror show, I guess in terms of, you've already mentioned, fulfilment centres in Ireland, service uh, the EU, which is maybe a consequence of Brexit. I try generally not to, not to bring up the B word, but... Lots of the entrepreneurial folk we talk to say, well, look, actually, a bit like launching a business in 2008, if you did launch in 2020 with all of these attendant challenges and you can still make it, it's kind of the proving ground for the best businesses. Do, do you think that? Do you well, think I that's don't true know. Part of, me, part of me thinks yes, because part of me is like, okay, we launched literally a week after lockdown. We had to launch because all our product has a shelf life. We couldn't just go, oh, we'll keep it on the shelf for another year. We'd have gone off. And, and, also, like, and who knew what was going to happen? And by as the well, way, yeah. we were a new business and we'd put all our money into this product. One of the actually downsides of launching in lockdown, we didn't know. You have no idea a if people are going to like your product, b if they're going to buy it, c if they're going to look. What happened in lockdown is. They did look, they did buy it, they bought too much of it and we quickly were like, oh, we haven't got enough. So we then had to kind of like do our best to get more product. And in fact, we worked with a factory who in the pandemic were amazing and they worked above and beyond what we expected them to do. And they made sure that we restocked and we had enough to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, maybe it was a tricky time for a lot of businesses to launch. However, a health and well-being e-commerce brand that is entirely sold through social media actually it was perfect what about uh, bricks and mortar we're we're huge fans of real world retail i'm sure this is a conversation that various kind of partners and other interested parties would have would have had with you already jenny you know that must be something that you guys have, have kicked around how, how, oh, we've, how, we've could, been that, approached how could that by many, fit in many big high street retailers have wanted to stock hollow for quite a while but here's the thing you know cost per, per acquisition is quite significant. So if you're going to then put it in a store, they're going to buy it once. But we have a subscription model. And the whole idea is that your customers come back. So actually it doesn't really work. It's a lost leader putting it in a store. Now, yeah, a lot of our competitors do sell in store and it's brilliant. What a great brand awareness tool. However, it's not for us at the moment. We don't, never say never. It might be something, but at the moment we don't need to do that. Pop-up store, maybe? You never know. You never know. (laughs) Jenny has a playful look on her face, so we'll we'll, we'll read into that. One of the kind of stock questions I ask on this programme is, look at timelines, three years, five years, ten years, I don't know. How do you calibrate your expectations? Because if you're running the business, you're engaged in every decision. It's day-to-day almost, isn't it? There's always a challenge. But you need to have one eye on this longer-term picture. How do you balance those sometimes conflicting pressures of long-term planning and ambition with with the day-to-day demands of the business? And... Where do you think you might be? Let's say five, well, let's say 10 years down the track with Colo. What, what do you think the conversation we might be having would be like? Well, I mean, it's very exciting. Colo, by the end of this year, will be an eight-figure business, so it's doing very well. And I imagine it's going to be growing and growing and growing beyond that. That's with one product. And we have more products coming this year. So we are, we are quite excited about what the future has. That was Jenny Faulkner. To learn more, head to colohealth.com and do keep an eye out for their forthcoming new products. You're listening to The Entrepreneurs. Backhug is a smart back therapy device that treats chronic pain caused by joint problems. It's the creation of engineer-turned-physiotherapist Chung Su Lee and is the culmination of a lifetime of fascination with health and well-being sparked by his own health problems from a young age. 
Growing up, Chongsu spent 10 years in and out of hospitals with gastric problems. All that missed school and those missed opportunities instilled in him the importance of health and natural recovery. Chongsu went on to study engineering in Seoul, then worked as an international troubleshooting engineer for Hyundai. Despite this, he maintained a real passion for healing and eventually moved to Edinburgh to study physiotherapy. That's where he opened a successful practice that was so good he couldn't keep up with client demand. So Chongsu was inspired to design a product that could meld both areas of expertise, engineering and physiotherapy. The end product was Backhug. Well, Chongsu Lee, welcome to Midori House. Um, please do start out by explaining to those of us, like myself, who aren't very technical, exactly what Backhug is. How does it stand out from the other products in this space? So there's a fundamental difference between backhook and legacy devices like massagers, massage beds, or the guns. Backhook treats stiff joints in the back, whereas uh, those legacy devices on the market, they treat muscles, and they can only give a superficial muscle treatment. And why treating joint stiffness in the back is so important? It's all in the literature and science, and it's what we learn from the physiotherapy college and chiropractic college. The back is uh, is backbone of our human body. All the stress and strain goes to the spine, especially joints in the back, because that's a shock absorber in our human body. And the shock absorber, the joints, can take only so much. So they become stiff and rusty, just like a rusty bicycle chain. Now, it happened to be all the nerves, motor and sensory, diverging and converging from the joints. So when the joints become stiff and tight, as a result of stress, sitting too long, injury, etc., the implication is big. That's why treating joints is a key. And in practice, we use two thumbs. Imagine you put two thumbs on somebody's back and then apply the pressure for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whole day, day in, day out. And that's what I did. But you can see, it's not something you can picture yourself doing it for the rest of your career. So... It's a clear, there's a science, there's evidence, and the experienced therapist doing it, but it's not something we human beings designed to do it very well. So that's where Barker comes in and provides a solution. Well, this is it, and it's amazing, and I think if people see the product, certainly if they are lucky enough to experience it for themselves, they will understand this incredible fusion of that engineering rigor, the curiosity and the innovative kind of thinking that the engineering uh, encourages, and then the more intuitive and human side, that contact-based physiotherapy. It is the perfect melding of those two. Once you were thinking, uh, Su, about that product, how quickly did you begin to formulate what the product needed to do, what it needed to look like, what the actual engineering would be. Was that quite fast or was that a difficult process? <laughs> I wish it was fast. I was uh, doing very well as a physiotherapist and I had uh, people traveling from all around the UK. And some of the people traveled from abroad, like France and Egypt, to get my specific treatment because it was making difference to their aches and pain and uh, some of the neurologic conditions. Then one day, I, I, I had a good friend of mine, Carrie, who passed away, but it was the same age as my dad. So he and I regularly uh, went out for lunch and dinner. He's been to every restaurant. He was a good eater. And I told Carrie, I know that the treatment I'm doing uh, making massive difference, but it's just too hard. Uh, I don't think I can carry on for 
any longer, never mind the rest of my career. And Kerry said, yeah, I understand, but it's difficult to do otherwise unless you make it as a machine. That afternoon, I went straight down to the local B&Q, bought the bolts and nuts and springs and wooden bits, and then started putting things together for the first time. And I thought it's going to be perfect product in six months and didn't know it's going to take another seven years. Chongsu, perhaps just finally, give us a sense of where the ambition can take this product. What, what does the future look like for Backhug? At the beginning, when I started this business, um, I only was really interested in solving the problem my clients, my patients was having. My, one client had to travel from Idaho Lewis to Inverness by ferry and then take the plane from Inverness to Edinburgh and get a few sessions by staying in a hotel and then go back home through the same journey. And some of the people traveled all the way from Oxford and stayed for five nights and receiving a week session and then go back home, costing them more than £1,000. And also it takes a lot of tours. It's stressful. Uh, it takes a lot of time and effort. So there's a clearly very specific pain points from customer's point of view. But also from a therapist's point of view, it was too hard, it was boring, it was repetitive. So there was an unmet need. So I was only really interested in solving the problem and was very eager to provide a solution product so that customers can use it in their own place at the, at the price they could afford. Now, as the project progresses, now I realized how big this market is. One in 10 people suffer from chronic aches. Globally, the economic cost through the disability, through the uh, low wages, etc., it costs almost like 800 billion US dollars every year. So the market is big and we have the product that can deliver the solution. So I think we are pretty ambitious and we are confident about that. Chong Su Lee, founder and CEO of Backhug. And you can find out more by heading over to mybackhug.com. That's it for this episode of The Entrepreneurs. We'll be back at the same time next week. Do look out in the meantime for Eureka, available Fridays. The Entrepreneurs was produced by Laura Kramer, with mixing and editing by Tamsin Howard. Listen again and find out more about the programme at monocle.com. That's where you can subscribe to Monocle magazine and read more about better businesses every month. You can also follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To get in touch, write to the team. Email laura at lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye and thanks for listening to The Entrepreneurs. <laughs>